We've got more details coming up on the old uh, contact tracing app. We're going to talk about that coming up, but I want to talk about workplace responsibilities and whether or not you can get a disability claim when returning to work. And the whole other thing about sick days. Are you entitled to sick days? What does that mean in Ontario? What does it mean federally? Ninish Kotak is the lawyer with Kotak Law, joins me on the line. Hi, welcome to the program. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me. How often are you getting calls like this, people talking about things like sick days and disability claims, trying to go back to work? Right. I mean, it, it's daily. And obviously, uh, with COVID and now the economy and, and workplace is opening up, uh, it's, it's uh, a lot more in terms of people who are making those inquiries, in terms of um, I'm anxious. Do I really have to go back? What if I don't? What are my options? Um, and what can I tell my employer my accommodations would be? We get calls about this all the time now. It's funny, you know, I, I, here on the radio station, we often get calls from employers saying, I can't get people to come back to work, you know. And so I think it's on both sides. But in terms of an employee, what are your rights? Right. So we have to understand that, look, there are many people, one in five Canadians at some point in their life is going to suffer from some, some form of mental illness. So there's many people with underlying anxiety, uh, depression, uh, obsessive-compulsive disorders. COVID obviously didn't help with those conditions. So maybe they were able to function working from home. Uh, you know, they're, they're isolated by themselves. And so now being required to go back to work, there, there are many who I think, and who I'm getting calls about, who are just uh, having a really hard time um, getting out there and getting back into the, to the workforce. And their question is, look, I don't have COVID. I'm definitely afraid of it. I'm anxious. It's made things worse. Um, I do want to work, but I just I can't get out there and, and do it. I'm, and I'm taking medications and so on and so forth. And those are legitimate uh, concerns that, that people have. So there are remedies for them um, that really, you know, it's not that the employer is going to have to pay them. But if they have a, a disability plan, plan through the employer, a group plan, um, they may very well get covered. And in fact, there should be coverage, um, uh, whether it be in a COVID or non-COVID situation, for someone who's suffering anxiety to the extent that they just simply can't do their job. And that will be the test. Can they do their job? What's the medical evidence about their diagnosis and their functioning? So, you know, this is what I would tell people. You know, Have you been diagnosed with something? Is your physician supporting you in terms of your inability to return to work? Then if that's the case, by all means, go ahead and apply on your disability plan. Um, and, you know, uh, Alan, with mental illness, the reality is there, there's that stigma behind it still. Despite, you know, Bell Let's Talk, et cetera, we, we still have that stigma um, uh, out there in society. People tend to underreport mental illness, and it's invisible. So you have employers and insurance companies looking at these, um, these types of claims with, with a much more critical eye, uh, despite the fact that they're very real problems that people may have, in fact. Yeah, you know, and that's that's been my experience. You know, in in my previous uh, career uh, here at Global, I was uh, managing editor, so I had direct reports. And you know, obviously, trying to be aware of mental health, that's a real thing. But you you know, you from that you know middle management perspective, you see the way that people have to go through this entire process. They have to, you know, there is a point where the um, the insurer will try and interview you or, you know, and it, it, it can be invasive and it can be intimidating for people who are already suffering from a mental health uh, issue. You're absolutely right. Sometimes the process in and of itself, dealing with the insurance company, having, as you said, that one-on-one telephone interview um, is so demoralizing and, and causes more anxiety. People just walk away and they just don't, don't get paid. 
Um, but there is a process that has to be followed under, under most disability contracts. There's a statement that the person themselves, that the applicant have to fill out as to why they, they think they can't go back. The employer has to fill out a form in terms of their their salary, their essential duties of their employment. And most important is the physician needs to complete a form that sets out, um, you know, the diagnosis, prognosis in terms of in terms of getting back to work. But often, Alan, you know, you, you see, despite all those forms going in, um, and you have strong medical evidence in support of the claim, particularly with mental illness, you, you find insurance companies looking at it and having a paper review by someone who's not in that specialty and say, well, uh, you got this, but we think you can go back. And, you know, I don't say it tritely because I, I see this day in, day out, um, and uh, even more so lately with, with, with claims that are being made now under COVID. Yeah, I, I mean, I just would get anecdotally, I'd you know, I'd get employees saying like it, it just was not, you know, it was like I just had to come back. I just couldn't handle the, you know, the, the you, the, there was also you know this limited amount of help. That, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, plans have these mental health things, and you're like, okay, yeah, sure, you can get some therapy, but you know, the the therapies is like five sessions and get back to work. And if you're not back to work, then you know, there's a guy making a note, and it, that's not helpful. No, unfortunately, it's not. And, you know, there are EAP programs, employer-assisted programs that the bigger employers give. And I obviously encourage people who are going through anxiety or stress with respect to getting back to work to, you know, use that. Um, and there is a duty to what's called mitigate. And that is, um, you know, if you're not able to get back to work because of uh, a physical or mental illness, you do have a duty, in fact, to get appropriate treatment and follow the advice of the physician. And if you can produce evidence of that, then the case is obviously is much stronger uh, than someone who you know is is ill and sick, but who just simply doesn't want to participate in any programs that their doctor may be suggesting. So I would always advise people, you know, follow the advice of your doctor, of course. Of course, that is great advice. Uh, Ninish Kotak, co- lawyer with Kotak Law. Great to have you on the program. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Take care.